It's the biggest March ever. Big premieres, big families, and big surprises. This month on Disney Plus, stream blockbusters like West Side Story, Free Guy, and Disney's Encanto, as well as original movies and series like Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pixar's Turning Red, and Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. All of these and more streaming this month on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Convos. My name's Ashley, and this is my cousin, confidant, and co-host, Reagan. And here we like to discuss things that are going on in the world. And what's going on in our own lives. Nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and join us for another Saturday Night Conversation. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Convos. It is Friday night, and we are so excited, well I am personally really excited <laughs> to be recording this episode. I'm Regan. And I'm Ashley, and tonight we are talking about the American election, Ashley! Yes. Oh my god! We oh my are, god! <laughs> I don't know, we were just saying we're like 90... Six-ish hours in. 96 hours. 96 and hours. This is this a 2020 election? Mm-hmm. 2020 COVID-style pandemic election. And there still hasn't been any, like, definitive winner. Mm-hmm. Like, Pennsylvania hasn't been called. Arizona. We'll, we'll get to Arizona. Nevada hasn't been called. Georgia, like... There's so much uncertainty still. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, I am so ready to turn off. I have been watching CNN since Sunday. They started their election coverage. Actually, they started their election coverage on Saturday. Mm-hmm. It has been almost a week of CNN, and I am ready to turn it off. But at the same time, I want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Even though I kind of know what's gonna happen you know oh my god oh my god it has been four years in the making do you realize it's been four years since the 2016 election it feels like it's been a lifetime a lifetime to me doesn't it doesn't right like it just like i was watching like over the past week and a half like just a countdown of like trump's most like ridiculous scandals Mm -hmm. and like i forgot half of them (laughs) like they all just kind of like gel together right they literally just kind of gelled together like some of like his conversations on like how he was going to pay for the wall like because the ridiculous things he says like it just (laughs) kept on going together so it it's like I miss Obama so much that I just, yeah. I just want normalcy. And I think, I I think uh, we all just want some normalcy back again. And I think that's why you're seeing the results that you're seeing with this election. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, there hasn't been a definitive winner yet. And we are still, to be sure, to be in store for some of the crazy antics and comments and whatever else that is going to come out of this White House because let's be honest, today's Friday and I mean, 
there's always there's already been crazy comments that have come out oh yeah and i do just want to note like we are in canada like this does not like it impacts us but it also doesn't like i really feel for anybody in the u.s right now because like we're watching you're you know six days into watching cnn but (laughs) (laughs) there's been riots over you know there not being a decision or you know there's been riots of you know trump not you know getting in yet like there's a lot of tension over there (laughs) there's a lot of tension and just to go back to your point about canada i would say we are impacted by it oh yeah yeah it oh yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. but i i saw something on facebook and somebody somebody one of my facebook friends had posted about you know the american election and everything and this guy has a lot of like different like american friends and they're like why do you even care about the election the fact is the u.s is our like closest neighbor neighbor, and whatever happens over there impacts us here right it's literally 50 minutes away from me like i'm like detroit like i'm 45 minutes from windsor like windsor and detroit are neighbors like Mm -hmm. i would go into the states but if there's this ongoing riding and like it's not a good place to be right now Mm-hmm. Minus COVID. <laughs> I know. I mean, they're, yeah. Boy, we're not even going to get into that tonight because no. we're focusing on the election. <laughs> Y'all don't know. Reagan really likes American oh politics. Honestly, I don't know where or why. I just find it really interesting. And I think I've gained more interest in it in the past. See, that's something I have to thank Donald Trump for because. It's like a train wreck. It's like watching a friggin' train wreck. And you want to take your eyes off of it. You don't want to see the train explode when it hits the wall. But you just have to keep on watching. Oh my god, that was hilarious. You're like, one good thing that came out of Donald Trump being there made it more interesting. (laughs) I mean, honestly. Do we remember back to the days when, like, Obama or Bush or Clinton were in power? And, you know, we paid attention, like, some of the time, but not, like, all the time, because we knew they had it under control. This guy, I mean, every day it's something new. Every day. Sometimes three times a day. It's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Something new. No, but to me, I just find Trump so unique and moronic because the shit that comes out of his mouth, you're like, like today, I we were talking about this earlier, he made a statement, or I don't know, he went into the briefing room at the White House or something, mm-hmm. and he basically accused, he was like, wanted to stop the counting or the the counting of the ballots and accused uh, Biden. He's like, Sleepy Joe Biden probably went and voted 5,000 times. I was like, why the fuck would he do that? Like, (laughs) stop saying whatever. You know that voice in your head? Pretty sure he doesn't have that. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. (laughs) 
right? Like, yeah, no, I, I, I get you. And I find it hilarious that hilarious and also very sad that he's trying so, so much distress in the American electoral system. Right? That and the presidency, right? That is a coveted office. So I was watching Stephen Colbert earlier, and or like a clip that Stephen Colbert put, or the Stephen Colbert whatever uh, TV show put up, and he's like, the co- the presidency and the White House is a coveted office. The Oval Office is a coveted office, mm-hmm. and now you have this monkey in here saying this stuff putting this precedence that this is how the president should act mm-hmm. yeah yeah george you, washington would be rolling in his grave right now exactly yeah i'm just i think that's where i'm at that money can't buy you a presidency mm-hmm. and sit, making promises like i'm gonna make america great again no you forged the country and put um racial tensions at the highest it's probably ever been at least since the 60s and what are your thoughts on that (laughs) um i would the racial tension was always there. Trump was just a symptom to aggravate that. Okay. He he added a he, like match yeah. to it and yeah. said, Okay, yeah, there you go. As for the Make America Great thing again, I saw something, surprisingly, on CNN the other day. And this guy okay. made a really good point. Because in this election, if you look at kind of who voted for who You've got a lot of, this is the point I was trying to make, you've got a lot of old school Democrats. So we're often, we often are raised in the things that we believe in, right? So if Mm -hmm. your father was a Republican, chances are you're a Republican. Or if you were raised in a Democratic family, chances are you're a Democrat. So you've got a lot of those old school Democrats particularly who were part of the Democratic Party. But kind of um, floated towards Trump when they heard about the whole Make America Great thing again. Let's go back to those ways of kind of the olden days, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're seeing all of the changes that are happening, right? People can marry others of the same gender Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe, I don't know abortion is becoming kind of the fat or there's the socialized medicine oh my goodness how scary right equality for all oh my goodness their social dynamics and their society were changing at such a rapid rate that they just wanted to go somewhere safe and going back and going back to that that time when you know there you couldn't do some things that mm-hmm. seems safer, right, than going yeah. forward. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of my thought on the whole "Make America Great" thing again. I think he, it's, believe me, I don't agree with it, but 
he managed to touch the nerves of enough people, right? And the same could be said for the Republican people who voted for him with that message, right? They may not like everything, but to like go back and, you know, have that kind of safer society, that, right? That's what gets them. Again, and he was trying to tie into the suburban, right? Like, make yeah. America great again. Make it safe. And I understand that. And, and I, I can respect some things yeah. Donald Trump did. And I'm not trying to downplay him as a person. But some of what he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And right? I mean, we're not trying to disrespect his voters. I'm not trying to do that. But I'm just- And see, that's where he lost big time this time around was the suburban woman. Mm-hmm. He lost big time. Yeah. Right? A lot because of his immigration policies, his racial policies, yeah. and healthcare. Yeah. Big three. Um, okay, so let's talk about some of the takeaways of this election because even though they haven't like finalized anything and technically nothing is finalized until December the 14th when the Electoral College meets to you know, meet to vote on the certified results of all of the states. <laughs> um, there's still a lot that we can take away. Okay. So what were your biggest takeaways first, Ashley? Uh, I have a list, but let's hear your takeaways first, and then we can go through the list. Of the voting? Well, what were your takeaways of the election in general? Um, I did see that the um, there was the first two black uh, gay um, senators who got in. House. Oh, they're in the House. Senators. No, um, they're not senators. They're representatives. Representatives. I'm sorry. <laughs> you follow this more closely than I do. So that was really... Um, good to see that there's more representation in the houses mm-hmm. um other than that i didn't really pay attention other than for um who was getting in trump or Biden. <laughs> i just looked at headlines in all honesty i don't watch cnn <laughs> it's okay you're forgetting what were your takeaways okay so i have a list so first we're going to talk about voter turnout because this election turned out the most voters ever for a presidential election. So Biden and Trump, no matter who you're for, they have, Biden has the most votes historically now for a presidential election. Mm-hmm. Trump is second. So let me just read how many, this is as of like 8.30 tonight, so November the 6th. Biden had 74,254,694 votes. So if you think about it, that's two and a half times the Canadian population. Wow. If you think about it. That's, like, like, that's every Canadian voting twice over. Mm-hmm. Wow. Isn't that something? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Okay, Trump got 70,116,620 votes. Hmm. So that's where I was getting at with, like, that, you know, the the Make America Great thing again, right? He was able to, like, bring in those people, right? Yeah. But the other thing that I found really interesting about that... (laughs) 
was Florida. So we're going to go back to Florida. So Florida, I believe Trump won Florida in 2016. But Miami is traditionally Democratic territory. Hillary Clinton ran it up really big in 2016. She okay. had a really good appeal with the Latino community. Mm. Biden did not run it up as high. And that was one of the main reasons for why he lost Florida. Meaning that the Latino community down there, and I think this goes to a bigger issue of recognizing that the Latino the Latino community as a group of voters is a very, they're not a monolithic group. Mm. They come from different areas, right? So you've got the Cubans, you've got the Venezuelans, the Guatemalans. They all have different views. So yeah. in Miami, the Cuban Americans voted for Trump because he drove home the message that if Joe Biden gets in, you're going to have communism or socialism they're one i'm sorry there we go yeah anyway that makes sense right um whereas the puerto ricans in florida leaned heavier towards biden so i i thought that brought up a really interesting um just area of study for like the democratic party especially who really needs to work towards getting those latino votes in the future if they mm -hmm. because i mean next to the black community right they're one of the highest populating american groups and they will be you know part of the majority yeah in you know 2024 2028 and into the future yeah um so i found that really interesting and then if you look at the latino community in arizona arizona is leading towards biden right now Mm -hmm. it's sliding his lead sliding but still those people would be more mexican descent right so that the he can't use the same tactics on them as he would with the you know the cubans or the south floridians anyways so i found that really interesting mm -hmm. okay so the divide of the voter turnout also it just points towards um just the polarization of the country, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, what do, what did you think of, like, Trump's um, rallies? Because a lot of people in the media were just burning him at the stake for it. But those rallies ended up paying off because he got 70 million votes out of it. I mean, that's why his voters turned out, because he energized them with those rallies. Like, what do you think of him having those rallies in the midst of a pandemic? Well, obviously it works, right? Like, obviously there was a reason it worked. Um, I, I really don't know. That's what the country needed at the time, I guess. Do I agree with it? No. Um, yeah. So, But there's some people that don't like joe biden they don't like democratic there's you're right but that's you're looking towards the polarization between democratic and republic mm -hmm. do i understand it no but my like uh how i vote kind of sways towards who i'm voting for mm -hmm. so i can't really um 
like I don't really agree with like Democratic Republic. Like I'm not going to vote for someone if I don't feel like they're going to do a good job. So if I look at Trump and I look at his past and how what he's done, I'm not going to vote for him just because he's Republic. So See, if that makes sense. You would be noted as an independent voter. Exactly. And I'm okay <laughs> with that. But there's some people who are American who, again, respect them. That's fine. But I, again, I'll, I'll be independent. That's okay. Um, but I know some people who are American who are still voted for Donald Trump because he's Republican and, and because they didn't like Joe Biden. Yeah, and that gets to another point that I was going to make is this monolithicism, right? Mm -hmm. Because so often, you're right, people identify as a Republican or a Democrat, and that's it. And it's the social qualities that they have. Like, let's take religion, for instance, especially down in the Bible Belt, right? Mm -hmm. If you are an evangelical Christian... Mm-hmm. you are put into that republican category and nine times out of ten you're probably going to vote republican right yeah simply because you know this person you know they put the conservative justices on the court or they say they're they're pro-life or whatever and that's that right but i think i think going into the future people have to get out of their box right they have to take those social issues off the table and look at what the people are doing, right? And the quality yeah. of people. Because I still don't understand how, let's take the Duggars, for instance, right? So Jed Duggar, he was running for office in District 89 of Arkansas for the Arkansas City House. Did he get in? No, he lost. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. I was Googling it. <laughs> no, no, he lost. But, okay, so the point is, on Instagram this past week, on election day, he posted, or coming up to election day, or something like that, he posted a picture, and there was a banner that said, Trump 2020, and it had, have you seen those, like, um, those pictures of Trump with, like, the artificial, like, abs and stuff, making him look like a superhero? <laughs> They have no. those. I'm not even lying. They have them. <laughs> but anyways, he's posting this picture and showing his support for Trump. And I'm thinking in my head, this man, you know, has been accused of indecent acts. Mm-hmm. He was caught on tape, you know, denigrating women. Mm-hmm. He's put children in cages. He's, you know, insulted the Navajo um nations people at the white house he's done all this stuff yeah and yet you're still for him and the only reason well i shouldn't say the only reason because i don't know why but culturally you say jed duggar and the duggars support donald trump because he's a republican and they fit into that evangelical box yeah right so yeah that yeah (laughs) It bugs me, and it bugs me here too, especially when, um, as a Christian, I hear other Christians saying we have to vote conservative because we're Christian. It's not one and the same. Religion and um, government affiliation—they're in—they're—they're they're separate. They yeah. shouldn't be together, right? No. And um, no, no. When they control our tax dollars, <laughs> absolutely not. And I would be really interested in, to look at the data 
in like the next few weeks to see how many evangelicals actually voted for Trump. Because let's let's just put this here. If you are a evangelical Christian or you're you know a Orthodox Jew or you're conservative Muslim, although I don't think the Muslims would be voting for Trump, but we'll just leave that. But if you're in this like conservative type of society of belief, wouldn't you go for the Roman Catholic who who confesses his faith daily and who walks in the same ways that right that are preached? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't it's something I find very fascinating about American politics. American politics is just, it's just one in its own. It's the biggest March ever. Big premieres, big families, and big surprises. This month on Disney Plus, stream blockbusters like West Side Story, Free Guy, and Disney's Encanto. As well as original movies and series like Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pixar's Turning Red, and Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. All of these and more streaming this month on Disney+. Plus. Pandemic election, we've already kind of touched on this, but just the fact that it's taken so long to count. I went into work earlier in the week, and people were complaining that they didn't know who the president was. And they were saying, well, everybody said we know. Let me tell you, people, if you are frustrated and you don't know who your president is and you thought you should have known Tuesday night, we're in a pandemic. And all the media people on CNN, on Fox News, said it would take a week. The fact that Fox News said it yes, should tell you something. Yes. And you know what else while we're on Fox News? I can't tell you how far they separated from President Trump. Really? Like overnight, overnight, overnight. That's... They they gave Arizona. So Arizona hasn't been declared yet. Yeah. They gave Arizona to Trump, or not to Trump, to Biden on Tuesday night. It hasn't been declared by any other network, and they're still counting the votes. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. They're getting ready to divorce Trump. Well, some of them. The the like the like the the like the fit the journalists. So Fox News is cut up into journalists and then the commentators. Yeah. Like Hannity and Tucker. They haven't the commentators haven't separated from Trump yet, but the journalists have for the most part. Mm. So it'll be interesting to watch in the next few weeks. Surprises of the election. So you kind of already labeled your surprise. I have a few surprises, though. Do you have any, like, other surprises of the election? I was kind of surprised on how long it is going. I wasn't really paying attention uh, prior to. I was like, wow, it's November 3rd already. Um, <laughs> but other than that... No. Okay. Not really. Okay. Okay, first surprise of the election. Georgia. So, here's a fun fact. Georgia hasn't voted Democratic for president 
or hasn't like come out Democratic for president since Bill Clinton in 1993. Wow. Was running against George H.W. Bush. Yeah. Huh. So right now, at 9 o'clock at least, it's 10 o'clock now, so at 9 o'clock, Joe Biden was up by 4,000 votes in Georgia. So it is razor thin. Like, they're doing a recount because it's so thin. But right now, Joe Biden is leading in Georgia, which is a huge surprise. But it it goes to show how much the demographics are changing Mm -hmm. in the southern U.S., especially around all of those, like, metropolitan urban areas, right? Mm-hmm. And again, it shows Trump did not do well with suburban voters. <laughs> he tried to scare the women into, you know, voting for him. Clearly, it did not work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Second surprise. Um, Arizona, we've already kind of touched on that. But so Arizona, I'll go back to my love for John. I, I can't. I, can't talk about an, an American election without bringing up John McCain. Okay, so John McCain was um, his adopted state was Arizona. He was a sitting senator for almost thirty years. Um, okay, and Arizona Trump is starting to come back in Arizona. I think he's thirty thousand votes down compared to Joe Biden, but Arizona has not has like hardly ever, if not ever elected a democratic president so this a lot of people on twitter see this as like payback for his actions towards and his words towards john mccain because john mccain was beloved Uh, arizona is a very independent state um they're more purple now than they were red but john mccain was kind of one of those moderate republicans who kind of teetered on the edge of you know democratic and republican yeah so anyways arizona is starting to go blue and they actually elected john kelly who is the husband of gabby giffords gabby giffords was a congresswoman who got shot in the head in 2010 yeah yeah anyway so they elected him so he is the first democratic senator of that state and he is sitting in john mccain's old seat Okay. So that's something. Hmm. That's something. Um, third surprise, actually, going back to Georgia, both Senate seats are going to run off, meaning that they were below 50%, which means that there was enough Democratic support for the Democratic candidate that they weren't able to make a final outcome. Hmm. So those two seats actually will steer the balance of the senate going forward because you need 50 seats in the senate to have control okay so right now i think 48 have been decided so those two so if they split the democrats have control of the senate i believe if they both go republican it's republican control of the senate Mm. yeah um and then kind of my last takeaway were the polls. So in 2016, the polls were one of the bigger, well, biggest, I guess, biggest flaws of the election because they, they projected a huge blowout by Hillary Clinton and boom, 
Didn't ha- I like I was really surprised that Trump got in, right? Yeah. I think we all were. Yeah. And then here's Trump four years here's, later. Here's Trump. Yep. The polls this year put Biden ahead massively in Wisconsin a few days before the election. They gave Biden a 17 point lead over Trump. Mm. 17 points. And I mean, you don't just look at the presidential race, you look at the house races right mm-hmm. the democrats were supposed to keep all the seats they had and pick up more of the republicans and the oh, same okay. with the senate the senate the democratic senator senate was supposed to pick up lindsey graham's seat susan collins seat jody Ernst's seat right mm-hmm. well i hate to tell you but lindsey graham <laughs> And it. Susan Collins, they're still there as are Joni Ernst. And the Democrats poured in tons, millions, millions of dollars into especially the South Carolina race with Jamie Harrison, I think was his name. And they poured in huge, huge, huge buckets of money. And Lindsey Graham still won. And so I think it was just like... I don't know, like, what do they do going forwards with the polls? Like, do they just, and it's not even only the polls, it's the media too, right? It's media mm-hmm. driving these polls, right? Say, yeah. look at this, look at this. So what do they do? Like, how, how do you poll in 2024 when you've had two cycles in which the polls were, like, the pollsters need to find new jobs is what they need to do, I guess, right? I just think social media, like, I don't know if polling's reliable. Obviously it's not. <laughs> right? Like, and I guess that goes back, though, to, like, the the Make America Great Again group, right? The people that back Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? Because with a poll, you take a sample of people. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're taking, you know, a sample of people that, you know, live in urban areas, they don't all have the same ideas or the same thoughts, right? It's no. just like people in the rural areas. They don't think the same. No. So, I mean, next to just going down to, like, friggin' middle of nowhere USA and, like, talking <laughs> with people, right? Like, how do you get a reliable sample of people to actually base a poll off of that is reliable like and unfortunately there's always going to be like a poll's always going to have a flaw to it because right you're not mm-hmm. always yeah yeah I, I, I don't know I think that that lit up on Twitter though Tuesday night that lit up on Twitter mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting going forward to see you know how much reliance they actually put in the polls yeah, um, and how often they're mentioned, right? I mean, I don't know. I think you know when you mention them a lot, you just give air and life to them. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, um, so we are at ten fifteen, and they still haven't declared a winner. I looked on my phone. I don't have any Twitter updates. Um, I will say the one positive thing about CNN over the past few days is they've been very um, analytical. Very transparent. And they're explaining why they haven't called states yet. They're explaining you know, the percentage margins. And they're making it very easy. I can't tell you how much I've learned about 
the voting process. <laughs> what a provisional ballot is, what a, you know, uh, a throwout ballot is, and mm. all of, anyways. It's been very enlightening. But what are your thoughts going forward? Well, like, how do you think this one? Like, they'll declare a winner, and then what will happen? Will all pandemonium and craziness erupt, or do you think, you know, it'll it'll be okay? <laughs> well, they've Trump has already filed like suits, and mm-hmm. you said. Right, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, Georgia, the recounting. They have filed lawsuits in Pennsylvania. I don't know if any of them have actually got substance to them. But he says he's going all the way to the Supreme Court. Probably, right? We don't know the validity of that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Um... You would hope that he would give a concession speech, say, congratulations, sleepy Joe Biden, wish you all the best, you know, see you at the White House at the middle of September to, you know, welcome you. Um, no, no, it's the middle of January, Ashley. Oh, Come sorry, on. I met. <laughs> I met the middle of January. And don't worry, we'll we will be doing an episode on the inauguration too. I just love watching the inauguration, but. I don't know how that's going to go. Like, I just think he's almost got, like, a cult following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just seems that he he doesn't – he's not – I don't know if it's – I don't know. I really don't know how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll see, like, the FBI have to haul him out of the White House? I don't think it's going to go well. No. No. I will say I was very, because of all of his rhetoric, right? All of his dark rhetoric and, oh, you know, there'll be, you know, knife fights and gun battles and darkness and disaster and whatever mm-hmm. else. I was really, like, I was surprised on Tuesday. I was watching and the reporters were live at the precincts in multiple states and there was calmness and people were doing their civic duty Mm. and there weren't people with pitchforks and you know the torches and everything threatening now of course there were some reports of you know some aggravating behavior Mm -hmm. but for the most part it was peaceful that's good and so I don't know. I think I think I personally think that they may have to haul him out. But I think around the rest of the country it'll be okay. You know what I mean? I think if Joe, like, I'm saying if Joe, like, I su- sincerely hope Joe Biden gets in because his calming effect that he has mm-hmm. and his ability to speak to people is much different 
than Donald Trump's. Um, and his ability to handle situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so say if there is situations that occur after it is announced, again, you know, the inauguration's not till January, but January 21st to be exact. January 21st. But I feel like he would handle things differently. Mm -hmm. than if donald trump had a second term Mm -hmm. yeah other than calling like the national guard in or like you know oh yeah he did do that didn't he yeah or then just like like yeah or then just like you know having twitter fights with people like i i think that the calmness that is needed in the u.s would occur faster if Joe Biden got it. You mean you can't get calmness with four more years of Trump? (laughs) I think that the racial tensions that were already in the U.S. before Donald Trump got got in were just kind of stabbed. He just just likes to poke at stuff. Yep. No, I can agree. Act like systematic racism isn't there. And it is. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And I, you know what, I don't think we talked about this, but Don Don Trump, I think Donald Trump or like his son. Donald Trump Jr. Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> went on and basically said, I don't remember what he I don't know, he was on a news program Mm -hmm. and basically went on and said that he doesn't understand why black Americans don't like his dad and his dad has done great things for them and if people don't want help, they're not going to take it. I don't know if you saw that, but... I think that was Jared Kushner. Maybe it was Jared... You know what? Maybe it was Jared Kushner. They all... Yeah. Um but I, white. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, it, I saw it on the view. Yeah. And I was just so outraged mm-hmm. because I have different oppressions than you have oppression, right? Like we all come from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest issues that Donald Trump has is he sits up there from his ivory tower mm-hmm. and thinks that everybody should bow down to him. Mm-hmm. And yes, he's done some good things for the country, but he's out there tweeting and doing all of these things and just poking and not, and, and just aggravating mm-hmm. and acting like that has no, um, sir, or not circumstance, but acting like it has no, what's the word? Effect. Um, effect. Yeah. So the good he's done is outweighed by the bad. 100%. So I'm really excited for if Biden gets in. And I'm yeah. saying it in a hypothetical because... <sighs> it's 1030 and there's still no winner declared, so... It's probably going to be a little bit. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully soon. You know what? I think just the 
the waiting. Yeah. The what if. There's no clear direction. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you go towards, you know, this I I I would describe the road towards Joe Biden hopeful, prosperous, whatever. Or do you mm-hmm. go the other way with the same old, same old rhetoric? Right? Nobody yeah. knows. And I mean, saying that as a Canadian, right? We we have as much skin in the game as the Americans do. Yeah. Right? Because the relationship hinges on it. So yeah. I think t- people just want answers and yeah. they just want to know. And you know what? Hopefully when this drops tomorrow morning, there will be an answer, right? Hopefully. And I mean, I would hope uh, I am biased. I like Joe Biden. And I hope he is the next, the 46th president of the United States. But if it's Donald Trump, I mean, he has a long way to go. He only has 213 electoral votes. You need 270 to win. Um, But if he is the president tomorrow, then he is the president. And it's four more years, however you may feel of it. But at least that will give direction, right? And at least, right, that the democratic process has played out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think... You know, no matter how you feel about this election or the outcome of the election, that's the main thing. The democratic process. Remember in 2016 when they said Russia hacked the election and influenced voters? Yeah. This, what we have been watching all week, well, what I've been watching all week, (laughs) what many people across North America and the world have been watching all week, this is the democratic process at work. This is the one thing that so many people were fearful that Donald Trump would touch. And he's trying to. He's trying to erode the democratic process. But it's stronger than he is and is mm. working. And I think that's the antithesis of this entire week, is that the democratic process is still there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I have been referring to the United States the past few months especially with like it just seems like the world is ending down there right the surge in coronavirus the racialized tensions mm-hmm. this election i've often said in the last few months it's it's a civilization on the decline i mean if you look at rome if you look at the greeks mm-hmm. look at the ottomans if you look at any great civilization there's always a decline right it mm-hmm. always comes to an end and I honestly was wondering, like, is the world going to blow up tomorrow, right? <laughs> um, but this, this, is, this is just the democratic process to be seen, and it's amazing. Yeah. And it's the one thing that I love about politics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially the American politics. Because it's so fascinating. <laughs> so fascinating and don't worry we are going to do a whole episode on the inauguration because i think that goes that goes back though to like the democratic process right and you see the previous presidents come out you see you know jimmy carter and bill clinton and george Mm -hmm. w bush and obama and all these people and the, the republicans and the democrats coming out of the state of the the capitol building to watch the next president be sworn in. Now, I'm not going to lie. 
I don't think Donald Trump will attend Joe Biden's inauguration. I would be very surprised if they shook hands. Very, very surprised. But it's it's just amazing to watch so many people of different ideologies and different parties come together to say this is the president of the United States. This is the president of the people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter which side, Democrat, Republican. He is the leader. Mm -hmm. Right? And so... Oh. oh hopefully we get an answer soon i hope so i hope so yeah I hope so. anyways that is the american election in a nutshell 2020 i mean does it get any more 2020 than being dragged out four days maybe five they may not even have an answer until like sunday I don't know. Like, I, I I would say that's a very 2020 election. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I really hope we get an answer soon. Oh my god. Anyways, so did you have any more thoughts to add on um, the election, Ashley? We 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 talked it through. I just. <laughs> Do you have any questions about the Electoral College or the Senate or the House that you'd like me to explain to you and no, share I'm my wealth good. and knowledge? <laughs> uh, okay, let me ask you this before we go. And this okay. will be, I'm sure our American listeners will get a good laugh out of this. Do you know the difference between a representative and a senator, Ashley? A representative that of the House is for like the state, right? And then the Senate goes to Washington. No, no, I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you an easier question. Do you know how many years um, a representative in the House of Representatives serves, and how many years a senator serves? Two, four, for which one? For the House? For the House. That's right. They said two years. And how many years does a senator sit for? Four? Six. Yeah, I knew that. (laughs) I haven't taken a political science class in like five years. Six? Seven years. Seven years. Okay. Well, this is... This is... I'm going to add in when I edit this because I'm going to go back and edit this. Fun question or question time, quiz time, pop quiz. <laughs> One, okay, how does a state figure out the amount of electoral votes? To get? I don't know. They add them. What do they add? The number of votes. <laughs> Elect. Okay, electoral votes are determined by the number of representatives and senators each state has. So each state has two senators plus however many representatives so if a state has two senators and three representatives they have five electoral votes ah there you go some trivia for you thank you for that you're welcome i would give you more but i i I know how much fun (laughs) you don't want to edit more i don't want to edit more no (laughs) anyways um this was fun and i I'm so, so excited. Honestly, this is about as live as we have come, people, to actually recording an episode. And you know what I was thinking? 
I was thinking, how much fun would it be to actually do a live podcast? What would we do a live one about? I don't know. I don't even know how we would do a live podcast. I don't know. I don't know. It's something to think about. Maybe in the new year. People, if you want to hear us do a live podcast, if you would be interested in listening live to <laughs> can us. We do, can just, we do a live one about the inauguration? We could. <gasps> oh. oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm a nerd. Anyways, if you are interested, people, in hearing a live podcast, Email us at saturdaynightconvos at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at saturdaynightconvos and tell us, yes, you'd be interested and what you'd want us to talk about. I mean, it's as simple as that. I'm not sure how we would do it, but I was thinking about that today. I thought how neat that would be. Anyways, thank you for listening to us rant about the American election and for tolerating my overly zealous enthusiasm for it. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, it's another election. I've been looking forward to this for four years, Ashley. Four years. <laughs> Believe me when I say she has. Yeah. And yes. join us next week as we talk about older parents. Older parents, yes. It'll be I haven't edited that one yet. I'm sure it'll be it'll be a hoot though. Yeah. It'll be a hoot. Um yeah, anyways, thank you guys for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Saturday Night Convos, on Twitter at Convos on Night. Ashley's gonna get on that. It gets close, send me the password. <laughs> okay um, guys, have a great night. All right. Bye. And stay tuned to find out presidential results. Yay! Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. It's the biggest March ever. Big premieres, big families, and big surprises. This month on Disney Plus, stream blockbusters like West Side Story, Free Guy, and Disney's Encanto. As well as original movies and series like Olivia Rodrigo Driving Home to You, Cheaper by the Dozen, Pixar's Turning Red, and Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. All of these and more streaming this month on Disney Plus. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.